Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Daily Faceoff Fantasy Podcast Morning Report for Monday, November the 20th. The DFO Fantasy Podcast is presented to you by Betway. If you're going to place a bet bet on Betway, please play responsibly. Ontario only must be 19 years of age or older. Welcome in. I hope everyone had a wonderful weekend. Uh, we are going to start off by taking a look back at everything that happened last week and some of the most notable performances from players who should be available on your waiver wire. So let's start with the forwards. First with Tyler Segan of the Dallas Stars, currently 31% owned. Uh, three goals, one assist, six shots on goal in three hits in just two games for Tyler Segan. That Dallas third line continues to operate at an impressive clip. Segan's played well. Matt Duchesne's been absolutely terrific. His own percentage has skyrocketed recently as a result. Uh, they've been really, really good for the Stars so long, so far this season. And it's been important because the top line hasn't quite been as dominant as they have been in years past. So really good stuff there from the Dallas second, third line, whichever way you want uh, to order them. Ross Colton, we'll talk about him a little bit later in the show as well. Uh, from the Colorado Avalanche, up to 19% owned. He had three goals in three games, also added one assist, seven shots, and six hits as that third line for the Colorado Avalanche has been absolutely terrific. Eric Howla, uh, one goal, three assists, eight shots in five hits in three games, uh, was also on the top line with Jack Hughes and Hughes's return to the lineup over the weekend. Remains to be seen how long that will stick with Timo Meyer out though. It does seem plausible that Howla remains um, with Jack Hughes. And that's obviously a spot that you would uh, be interested in streaming uh, Eric Howlett in Jordan Eberle continues uh, to play well. He returned to the Kraken lineup last week, three games. He had one goal, four assists and five shots. Owen Tippett's starting to pick things up Bit of a slow start to the season, but he's been better as of late. He had two goals, one assist, most impressively 12 shots on goal in three games last week. Philip Kurashev, two goals, two assists, only five shots on goal in three games. Uh, but Kurashev skating on the top line with Connor Bedard, obviously a spot that you'd think uh, could continue to be pretty valuable for Kurashev. 
Uh, Ely Tolvanen was on our streaming targets this episode last week. He had three assists in four games, also added an impressive 11 shots and nine hits. So if you're in banger leagues, Tolvanen uh, was an even better source uh, of production a week ago. JJ Paterka was also on the streaming segment last week. So we did pretty well with one goal, three assists, seven shots on goal. Paterka, who's up to 20 percent owned. He did all of that in just three games. Matty Beniers uh, continues. We've talked about him quite a bit on the show this year. He continues to um, improve slowly. Four games last week. He had two goals, one assist to go along with eight shots and five hits. He's currently 43% owned. So still somebody that I like to target right now um, and just hope that he continues to progress uh, as the season moves along. On the blue line last week, not a whole lot of Standout performances from low-owned players, but a couple guys that did stand out uh, were Neil Pionk, 28% owned. He had three assists, also eight shots and six hits, so a little bit more value in banger leagues. Speaking of banger leagues, man, Radko Gudis has been valuable there this season, up to 54% owned, but one goal, two assists last week, so not really an offensive-type defenseman, but he's definitely uh, been helping this year. The minutes are absolutely massive for Gudis so far. He added five hits. Uh, sorry, five shots and 14 hits last week. So Gudis continues to be um, an impressive banger league target at the moment. Ivan Provorov has been fine uh, so far this season. Nothing crazy to write home about. Last week was solid. One goal, two assists, seven shots and one hit. And Sean Walker, uh, second power play unit for the Philadelphia Flyers. He's played pretty well. You know, if the first power play unit isn't doing anything, the second power play is certainly not doing too much in Philly. That power play has struggled mightily this season. But Walker had a pretty good week. One goal, three assists, six shots on goal. Also added in six hits. Kind of a decent, deeper league target if you're desperate on the blue line at the moment. Uh, between the pipes, Charlie Lindgren of the Washington Capitals, 25% owned, had a really nice week. Went 2-0 and with a 1.5 goals against average in a 958 save percentage to go along with one shutout. And then Anthony Solares of the Florida Panthers, only 5% owned, got two starts last week, played very, very well, 2-0 with a 2.0 goals against average and a 930 save percentage. And Philip Grubauer, the splits certainly won't dazzle you, 288 goals against average and an ugly 872 save percentage, but still managed to go 2-0 last week, which is important as he continues to try to fend off Joey Decord for starts between the Seattle Kraken uh, pipes. So yeah, it's uh, nothing pretty, but as long as he's winning games, he should continue to see starts. And then Seattle team, uh, we talked about him a lot on the streaming targets last week, just mentioned a few played well last week as well. So that team seems to be getting things going a little bit as well. Uh, just to go over last week's streaming targets, we had Pavel Buchnevich on the list. He had two goals, two assists and 15 shots. Cole Perfetti, two goals, one assist and six shots. Connor Zari continues to play well. One goal, three assists, four shots in three games last week. We just mentioned Tolvanen and Paterka. They both had pretty strong weeks. Oliver Bjorkstrand, three assists in four games, eight shots on goal and four hits. Robert Thomas cooled down a little bit. Not all that surprising, but just two assists, 11 shots on goal, one hit in four games. And then Adam Fantilli worth mentioning as well. Failed to get on the board, zero points, zero goals, zero assists, but he had 20 shots in four games last week. Uh, that team's going through some stuff right now. We had Patrick Line get healthy scratched last night. Johnny Gaudreau being benched. Adam Fantilli's line seems to be the one that's playing, you know, 19 minutes a night right now. And Fantilli's certainly a guy that's worth picking up, especially if he's going to fire <laughs> 20 shots a week uh, worth owning without a doubt. But let's turn our attention now to this week's streaming targets. So um, if you're not aware, I do write this article every single morning. Um, on Monday morning, we go over the strength of schedule, the best streaming targets for this week. This week, because of American Thanksgiving, the schedule is completely out of whack. 
Uh, Monday, there's seven games. Tuesday, there are zero games, no games whatsoever. Followed up by Wednesday with 14 games. And then on actual American Thanksgiving, we have zero games against so you. Got no games on Tuesday, no games on Thursday. Friday, we roll back with a 15-game slate on Black Friday games throughout the day. Um, and then you've got the the uh, eight games on Saturday and five games on the Sunday. So a bit of a calmer weekend after a massive Wednesday and Thursday slate. But yeah, no games Tuesday, Thursday. So a lot of the light night stuff that we usually talk about and try to target guys with good matchups that don't play on busy days are the ones you usually target. This week, because of the schedule, basically everybody's playing on the same nights. Um, so you're just trying to maximize the amount of games that you can get. And we're really just trying to target teams that have four games this week because there's really not much else you can do. So let's go through a couple of them. We'll go through the teams with four games and go through um, in order of, of strength of schedule so far um, this week. So we'll start with the Vancouver Canucks. They are undoubtedly the best team to target this week because they have four games and two of them come against the San Jose Sharks. So they have the best overall schedule this week. But the issue with the Canucks is that their offense is so concentrated to those key guys, JT Miller, Elias Patterson, Brock Besser, Quinn Hughes, that it doesn't leave a whole lot for the remainder of this group. But there are a couple names that I would look at the the most important and first one is is Ilya Mikhaev. Uh he's really the only skater inside the Canucks top six that's readily available on the waiver wire right now. Um, since making his season debut on October 21st, Mikhaev has scored six goals with four assists to give him 10 points in 16 games. He's also averaging 2.2 shots per game uh, and 14 minutes and 15 seconds per game time on ice. So those numbers certainly don't blow you away, but they're good enough. Um, and with the good matchups this week, specifically against the Sharks, Mikhaev could be somebody that contributes this week. Connor Garland, um, he did see some time on the top line last week while uh, Andre Kuzmenko was sidelined. But with Kuzmenko now back, Garland finds himself back on the third line. And he's been really, really quiet this year. Just five points, two goals, three assists in 18 games. So to me, um, he's like a deeply target at best. Um, the, the matchups certainly, you know, present opportunity for him. If they get up to big leads against the Sharks or something like that, you're going to see a little bit more ice time for the third line. Um, dole back some of the minutes for the top six. So there is opportunity here with the matchups, but he's been so poor so far that I'm not, I'll probably scan the other teams before uh, moving to Connor Garland. You've got him uh, at 8% owned right now. I think that there are certainly better options, but in deeper leagues, he's fine. Speaking of the San Jose Sharks, obviously not an offensive powerhouse, but Tomas Hurdles, an impressive talent. And to me, he's worth considering as a streaming target whenever the schedule aligns for the San Jose Sharks. And it does this week. Overall, they have the 13th ranked average opponent rating, but the second best average opponent rating among teams with four games. So I like Hurdle, 34% owned. It's been a solid contributor lately. Two goals, four assists, 21 shots on goal in his last seven games. So three shots per game is great. The only concern would be if you're in a league where you get crushed for having um, bad plus minus players, Hurdle would obviously hurt you in that category, especially matchups against the, uh, the Canucks this week. Um, but the schedule and the usage are, are really good. He's playing up over 21 minutes a night. So I think Hurdle... You know, I'm not going to dive too deep into the San Jose Sharks team. I think William Eklund is is maybe somebody worth considering in the deepest leagues. Fabian Zetterlin as well. 
But in, in standard size leagues, I'm pretty much only looking at Tomas Hurdle here uh, at 34%. The Colorado Avalanche, middle of the pack in terms of strength of schedule difficulty this week, but third easiest among teams with four games. They also have a couple of streaming options to consider. The first and most important um, is Valerie Nachushkin. He is 65% owned. So he's only available in 35% of leagues. So most likely he is not available to you. But to me, it would be absolutely irresponsible not to at least mention him because if you are in the 35% of leagues in which he is available, Nachushkin is unquestionably the best streaming target this week. He's currently skating on the top line with Nathan McKinnon and Miko Rantanen at 5v5. He's also on the top power play unit with them and Kale McCarr. Um, so yeah, he's just been absolutely outstanding. He's heating up lately. Five goals, two assists, seven points, 23 shots on goal, which is good for 3.3 shots per game while playing 20 minutes and 50 seconds per game in his last six games. So um, that was a lot of numbers and, and, and hard to follow. That's seven points, including five goals in in his last six games. So if you are in those 35% of leagues where he's not rostered, definitely make sure you're picking up Valerie Nichushkin. Ross Colton talks about him having a pretty good week last week. And I like him again this week. He's up to 18% owned, as I mentioned. And the Avalanche third line has been absolutely dominant this year. Ross Colton centers a line with Miles Wood and Logan O'Connor on his wings. They are currently leading the NHL among lines that have played at least 65 minutes together. Leading the NHL in expected goals for percentage at 71.3%. Unbelievable number. And the expected goals for per 60 is at 5.42, which is also insane. Uh, so they've been super, super good. And I expect them to continue to play well, especially with a, you know, pretty solid matchups this week. To me, Colton is the top target of that, of that line because he's the only one that actually sees any power play time uh, at all, or at least regular power play time. Colton has six goals, one assist for seven points while also averaging 2.7 shots per game over his last 11 games. The next guy I would target and he would basically only be in the deepest of leagues would be Miles Wood who's available in 99% of leagues but he's been solid he's got five points two goals three assists in his last eight games he's also averaging 2.3 shots per game so as long as that line's being as dominant as they have been then they're going to continue to put up points but Colton first and foremost is is definitely the guy the Oilers we talked about it with the Canucks. The Oilers' offense extremely concentrated. Obviously, you know the elite, elite superstars that they've got, and McDavid and Leon said all that elite power play. Those are the guys that carry all the value. So it's tough to find streaming targets from the Oilers, but guys that are going to play with McDavid and Leon are the guys you got to at least consider. Right now, the only one that's readily available on the wire that 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 plays with either one of those guys is Connor Brown, who is four percent owned. He's done nothing this year. He has no points in 10 games. He only has 14 shots on goal. He returned to the lineup on Saturday. He only played 10 and a half minutes. He's still expected to skate at 5v5 with McDavid and Brian Hopkins. So like the opportunity is there for him to do something. He's just not doing anything. Um, so I want to look at the wire and make sure that some of the better options aren't available first before picking up Connor Brown. Because even if he plays with McDavid and he only, if he's only playing 10 minutes, it's probably not going to matter. So he's there. He's an option. I don't love him. The Boston Bruins, definitely not the easiest schedule. Their average opponent rating this week is 22nd. But again, still just trying to find teams with four games. Their schedule is not the worst. The Panthers, the Lightning, the Red Wings, and the Rangers. I mean, the Panthers have been dynamite defensively. 
No Alexander Barkov could hurt. Um, the Lightning have not been very good defensively. The Red Wings kind of trending in the opposite direction. The Rangers have been very good. So it's kind of like two good matchups, two bad matchups. Overall, four games. I'm, I'm fine looking at the Bruins this week. Uh, Pavel Zaka, again, pretty high owned, 65%. So he's likely not available to you. But whoever's skating with David Pasternak and Brad Marshall at 5v5 and on the power play is a good streaming target, obviously. So I, I like Zaka a lot. And he he we talked about him earlier in the year, got off to a really slow start, only one assist in his first five games. However, he's really seeming to settle into his new role. 12 points, six goals, six assists, 22 shots on goal, which is good for two per game in his last 11 games. So 12 points in his last 11. He's been great. He certainly carries value beyond this week. um, If he continues that level of production, lower owned player from the Bruins is James Van Riemsdyk at 15%. He's, he was a sneaky offseason acquisition by the Bruins. He's 34 years old, but he's really not showing signs of slowing down. He's been really, really good in Boston so far. Uh, 12 points in his first 16 games, including five goals, seven assists. Now, these numbers won't blow you away, but it just goes to show you what he can offer you on a per-game basis right now. He's averaging 0.8 points per game, 2.4 shots per game, and 0.4 power play points per game. So he's contributing across the board, and there's really not much more you can ask for there. Uh, and then the last team we're targeting this week is the Nashville Predators. Like the Bruins, the Predators rank in the bottom third in terms of schedule difficulty this week. But again, their four, game, their four games is the key. And the roster is pretty widely available. The most important guy to target would be Ryan O'Reilly at 45% owned. Probably not available to most of you, but if he is, he's been eating massive minutes. We talked about him a little bit last week. And he's been extremely productive through the first six weeks of the season and his first six weeks in Nashville. Through 16 games, O'Reilly has 15 points, nearly a point per game, eight goals, seven assists, 38 shots on goal, which is good for 2.4 per game. And he's averaging 20 and a half minutes per game. So he's going to continue to play absolutely massive minutes at 5v5 with Hill Forsberg, also on the top power play unit. O'Reilly's been great and should continue to be great. Um, and four games this week is, is what we're really looking for. And then the lower owned target from the Natural Predators is Gustav Nyquist at 3% owned. He is the third member of that Predators top line with O'Reilly and Forsberg. And he was recently promoted to the top power play unit. So certainly not the 60 point player he used to be when he was with the Red Wings, uh, but he can still carry short term value in weeks where they do play four games. He has six points, one goal, five assists in his last six games while averaging two shots on goal and 17 and a half minutes per game. So those are your streaming targets for this week. And now we will turn our attention to the ice this evening where we have a seven game slate. We will start the Tampa Bay Lightning will host the Boston Bruins. The Lightning are plus 120 underdogs on home ice. The Florida Panthers at minus 115 on home ice against the Edmonton Oilers. Again, no Alexander Barkoff for the Panthers, but they did get Brandon Montour and they did get Aaron Eckblad back in the lineup over the weekend. So um, huge contribution or sorry, huge additions there uh, for the Panthers. Then obviously as soon as they get healthy, they lose Alexander Barkov, which is unfortunate, but um, don't really have a necessarily a pick for this game, but I am leaning Edmonton minus one Oh five. They're still trying to figure things out under the new head coach. They've been, Okay, probably should have beat the Lightning on the weekend. Um, but without Barkov at minus 105, I think the Oilers are fine. Not a definite play for me, but it's a lean. And if it moves towards the Oilers at all, and you can get them closer to plus 100, I do like Edmonton a little bit in this spot. Nashville hosts the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, Nashville's plus 130, the Avs minus 160 at Betway. Again, not an official pick, but I lean Colorado minus 160. I think that's a pretty good price. They've been playing well. 
Um, so I lean Colorado minus 160. Next, you got the Dallas Stars hosting the New York Rangers at minus 135. Not really a play here for me. Um, I would maybe lean New York, but again, nothing definitive. Uh, but the game that I absolutely love tonight is you've got the Arizona Coyotes against the LA Kings. The Coyotes plus 125, LA minus 150. I think the Kings are quietly one of the best teams in the NHL. Um, and the Coyotes, while they've been pretty good, um, no Barrett hate now, no use of Like those are big losses for this Coyotes team. And this line doesn't seem to make a lot of sense to me. Um, I think that maybe there's some expectation that Phoenix Copley starts, which would make me like it a little bit less, but I don't imagine that this line will linger uh, too long. So minus 150 for the Kings on the road tonight. I absolutely love that price. Um, if it's Cam Talbot, he's been dynamite on the road. I'm not worried about that. Uh, the Coyotes certainly a better team, but like I said, missing Hayton, missing Valimaki, those are just those are big losses for this Coyotes team to overcome. And the, and the Kings have been an absolute wagon this year. So minus 150, that's my Betway bet of the day. LAK minus 150. The other two games, we've got Vancouver hosting the Sharks. They're minus 350 on home ice. The Sharks plus 290. Uh, probably no play there. I would lead San Jose plus 290, but not in love with it. I think regression might be starting to set in for the Canucks. I've been talking about it a lot. Um, 290 is a pretty crazy number. If it gets up to 300, I think I would put, you know, half a unit on, on the Sharks at plus 290. And then the last game, you've got Seattle and Calgary. Seattle minus 115. The Flames minus 105 on the road. Nothing there for me. So that's going to do it for the DFO a morning report presented to you by Betway. If you're going to place a bet, bet on Betway. Please play responsibly. Ontario only. A must be 19 years of age or older. Thank you guys so much for tuning in as always. Just a heads up. We will probably be recording uh, this week's flagship episode with me, D, and Biebs on Tuesday, releasing it on Wednesday morning, as opposed to recording on Wednesday, releasing Thursday morning, as we usually do. Because there's no games on Tuesday, it's just a little bit easier for us to do that, as opposed to trying to manage the podcast in dailyfaceoff.com while there are 14 games on Wednesday. So keep an eye out for the podcast to be released on Wednesday morning. We'll see you guys back here then. Cheers.